You're listening to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe, the European Association for Solar Power. Join us as we shine a light on the latest developments in the solar sector. Hello and welcome to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe. I'm your host, Lucas Clark Memler, and in the second season of our Solar Success in Africa series, we'll hear more about innovative solar projects bringing clean and reliable energy to communities across Sub-Saharan Africa. This podcast series is supported by Get Invest, a European program that mobilizes investment in decentralized renewable energy projects, supported by the European Union, Germany, Sweden, the Netherlands, and Austria. In this episode, I'll be talking to Oluwashin Abraham, head of project at Havenhill. Hi, Oluwashin. Thanks for joining us today. Can I first ask where you're calling in from? Thanks for having me today. I'm calling from Abuja, Nigeria. Let's kick things off with you introducing yourself to our listeners and discussing the background and mission of Havenhill. I'm Oluwashin Abraham, the head of project at Havenhill Synergy Limited. So Havenhill um, is, is a clean tech micro utility company, and we specialize in using solar energy to generate clean, safe, cost-effective, and sustainable electricity, both in the rural and urban Nigeria. The company started out in February 2010, and this was brought about by an encounter that our CEO had with a, with a young boy and his family who lost their lives due to um, the fumes of the generator's fumes from their neighbor's um, compound. And since then, as a company, our mission has evolved from providing power backup system to a stage where we are right now in increasing access to reliable electricity in the rural and urban um, Nigeria. I'd like to hear more about the state of solar in Nigeria. What are some of the opportunities that are unexploited? Right, so opportunities that are actually not exploited currently in Nigeria, it's clear that Nigeria has a great potential to develop and, and also utilize solar power. The reason that, that we have a very high amount of sunlight okay, and in this region, and um, according to statistics also, it, it, it shows that less than 1% of our energy supply as a country actually comes from solar and, and wind energy. That's quite low uh, and, and uh, we have the capacity to, to do much more. But thankfully, the Nigerian government recently acknowledged this potential and announced that it will focus uh, on solar power infrastructure as it is bouncing back from the impact of COVID-19 pandemic under the new economic recovery plan. Okay, Also, uh, as it is currently, solar isn't um, a widely adopted technology due to the, the adoption cost. It costs a lot to actually deploy the systems, both individual or commercial scale. And in addition to that, we, we also, as a country, have limited knowledge in, in the operation of the technology. And also, I could also add, due to poor experiences from some projects in the past that were just not properly maintained or the use of substandard equipment on those projects, that tend to create some sort of doubt from the consumer point of view. So consumers are really not so sure. They really can confidently bank on the technology, not because it doesn't work, but because over time there's been projects that, that were run with solar that, that just didn't work. And, and it's happened for a long time, and in some places it's actually still happening. Also, personally, I, I then feel 
that the sector is highly underutilized, most especially in a country like Nigeria. We're really blessed with massive land space. We have intense sunshine in these locations, and I feel there's more we can do in this space as a, as a country. Haven Hill offers different services to urban areas and rural communities. Can you talk about your different strategies to the two markets? Okay, so for, for the urban areas, okay, Haven Hill helps businesses, factories, large farms, large industries, manufacturing industries. We help them reduce the energy costs and provide them with more reliable energy access through uh, commercial and industrial solar offering. Okay, and, and we use two strategies is that we provide them a, a solar PPA solution or we provide them a least own solutions, okay? But in the rural area, that's a little bit different. We, we, we basically, for now, deploy smart solar mini-grids to communities that are viable. Definitely, these are communities that are off the grid. And we deploy to these rural um, economics. Our activities in rural Nigeria actually doesn't even stop at providing electricity. We, 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 we go over and beyond we uh, have company-wide programs that attend to agricultural, educational, health, and, and even the, the commercial sectors in this community. So when we go into communities to, to deploy uh, solar electricity, we, we, we try as much as possible to ensure that the energy provided affects every other sector in these communities. So. So, for example, we could get interested in, in their farming activities, looking at how to to boost their farm produce, to find ways around to 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 support their educational aspect, because energy really brings about that difference. So, we're, we're very intentional about ensuring that once once energy comes into a community, there should be a, there should be a turnaround in months, just few months after that comes in. The the people should get better. Their economics should actually get better. I know that part of the vision of Haven Hill is powering Nigeria's most remote communities and delivering last-mile electricity connections. Maybe you can tell us about some of the key challenges standing in your way concerning rural electrification. Okay, so um, yeah, there the are challenges actually when it comes to rural electrification and, and, and I think also to being peculiar to Nigeria. Okay, and one of these key challenges is improving access to energy in this community, is access to commercial finance at, at scale. While we gradually working through this particular barrier, a lot still needs to be done in these regards. And also, in addition, there's this constant devaluation of the Naira, and it makes um, the financials un- unworkable. The FX regime, it's, it's quite, quite volatile right now, and it makes it impossible to even break even in, in ADS. And before now, we, we could almost say we can break even three to five years, but right now, there's even no assurance that in ADS, one will break even with, with these current fluctuations we're experiencing in the FX. And also, due to these issues around the, the, the FX, investors are actually not even willing to invest. And it significantly increases deployment cost also too. So we're, we're battling our two ends. Financing is not coming in because of the FX fluctuation. Investors are not just willing. And, and, at, the, and at the other end, the, the, the cost of the components it actually skyrockets. Financing can be a particular challenge for mini-grid projects. What financing strategies and structures have you used to successfully roll out mini-grids across Nigeria? Which instruments and institutions were you able to call on for support? 
uh, and in relation to the capex, since uh, most of the equipment we, we utilize are, are actually imported, so uh, it would have even been much more easier if the battle we're fighting was the issue with, with investors. We have good effects. It means that at the end of the day, we're still able to, with little funds to actually deploy some of some of these solutions. And, and also, in addition, most of the customers in these communities, are, they've never used electricity before. So it also poses a challenge to rightly size the project because at the end of the day, as a company, you, you actually really want to to avoid too much um, excess electricity. Uh, and few challenges also too with the rural education includes the knowledge level of, of people in these communities. And customer education actually has to, to, to then be one of the solutions we have to bring to actually battle that. It means, because technically the, the educational level of people in, in rural communities is low. So we just have to come in, in, in that and, and see how we educate communities, that's people dwelling in these communities so that it becomes, the, the whole thing is maximized. In the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, you have also put an increasing focus on powering healthcare facilities. Can you tell us more about your Energizing Healthcare initiative? Okay, so, so more detail on Energizing Healthcare initiative. Interestingly, there was a recent publication by IRENA, and they stated that about 1 billion People today rely on health facilities without electricity supply, and it's it's a it's it's a, it's a major case in in Nigeria right now. And you also find out to around Nigeria that even these these facilities that has access to electricity, they are actually often faced with epileptic supply, which definitely it, it negatively affects the ability of medical professionals in rural communities to deliver modern quality health services, and also to majority of Nigerians in urban, the peri-urban and rural areas, they, they actually rely on public health institutions for, for their medical needs. And it's quite unfortunate that most of these facilities are not well equipped when you compare them to the private health centers. And we, we've had instances, we've heard of instances when, when we go about the electrifying these healthcare centers, we've heard of instances where there was the use of torchlights for delivery of newborn babies. And, and this is just due to the fact that there's absence of reliable power supply. Electricity is a major concern in the effectiveness of, of these health facilities. And, and during the, the period of the, the era of when COVID-19 was well at, the, as, at its peak, this actually really put a spotlight on, on the health institution in Nigeria. So also, therefore, with our Energizing Healthcare Initiative, we, we found ways to deploy sustainable solutions to, to healthcare facilities in, in, in the rural, like I said, uh, be the peri-urban and urban Nigeria. We, we, we use commercial frameworks that are cost-effective and and very scalable because it's clear most of these facilities don't don't even have basic equipment as at the time you you visit there. So we tend to use uh, components that that are easily scalable. So a year from now, if if they get intervention for for equipment and you get facilities, we it means that we could just go in and in in, in just one day scale up the the system that that we deploy. And we've done this in, in 30 healthcare facilities and we're, we're hopeful that we'll be able to scale up under this same um, initiative. And uh, for, from the few sites we've actually commissioned, we've received stories of women, patients who uh, actually requested to extend their stay by a day or two. Uh, that's after childbirth because they've experienced and they've seen reliable and constant electricity at the facilities that we've been able to power so far. What changes do you expect to see in the solar sector in sub-Saharan Africa in the next decade, specifically in Nigeria or, or in the region more broadly? 
And also, could you talk a little bit about Haven Hill's plans for the future? And if there's any possibility of expanding into other markets? Okay, so for, for changes that I am hopeful to see over the next decade, um, I, I believe that there will be improvements in the technology used in, in the solar sector. And that's ranging from improved cell efficiency in solar panels to, to better energy storage. And as it is, storage has been a major challenge with, with solar. It's one part that thanks for, for the developments we've seen on a daily basis from, from the works of um, Tesla, lithium batteries, making things quite much more easier. But we still believe that there will be much more technology coming forth from, from all of these angles. And I also look forward to innovations around business models for, for the sector. Finally, do you have any last message to send to our listeners? Okay, yeah. So, so my, my final message to, to our listeners, that there's just really a lot of ground to cover. <clears throat> Every country, most especially African countries, is the issue. We, we just have to come all out to, with a drive to save planet Earth by reducing the, the carbon foot, footprints. Countries like Nigeria should should come up with policies, policies that support SDG goals, okay? And also, I believe we we, we have the capacity to implement projects in, in gigawatt sizes to, to power large areas of the country. I believe we can we can deploy solar energy in, in, in large proportion. And we, we have it. We have the land space. Like I said, we, we have high intensity of, of sunlight. It's... This, this, this is just the major two compliments. So for, for us, we, we're coming all out intentionally to, to actually make, make this difference, to make this happen. Anyway, thanks for, for, for the time. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Thanks, Olawashin. It's been great talking to you, and I wish you the best for Haven Hills Projects. <laughs>